Stanislaw came suddenly from Marina, without much heed, almost one month premature, on an unseasonably humid May Day of 1886 in Black River Falls, Wisconsin. The horses were stirring up a storm of dust and cries, pestered with mosquitoes, freshly hatched from the bank of the Raskolnovich family farm irrigation ditches. Janecki, their pastoral patriarch, was working out in the fields, but Marina figured he was hiding out the day in one of those ditches, drunk. With him out, it was up to Marina to quiet the colts they used for plowing and hauling, her wobbling across the yard past the well, always holding her lower back plumped up with eight months of pregnancy. Now, the gold colt was tethered for some reason, and Marina knew getting him off the post would solve a lot of headaches, but she was wary to get too close. For the horse was acting as if a lot more were worse than the blood-sucking bugs. So Marina stares down this horse with Slavic sternness, while Ishak, her oldest son, only son now, he's five, he watches the scene of his mother on the porch while he scratches scribbles with a stick into the dirt. Goldie, konya, nyat, or not for you. But the horse hits his hoofs on the corral floor and flares his nostrils in horror at something none of the humans could see. Goldie, stop! Preshne konya, nyat, nyat! And like a bone breaking, the colt suddenly pulls the post out of the ground, tether and all, and runs from the direction where the falls' cascading waters can be felt. When, in the fury, the colt's ropes tangles up Marina, knocking her to the ground with a cry and a pain so deep it was felt by two hearts. The shag stops his ground, scratching, and runs to his mother he hears crying, and sees she's not moving from the corral floor. And with that whimper, that was the first time the boy had ever seen his mother cry. He runs blindly into the fields in search of her husband. But soil is now soaked from her broken water as she struggles to her feet but fails to get her legs underneath her. For the pain is too deep, the pain is too blinding, so she has to lie there for a moment and breathe as she stares up into the humid, cloud-clad sky. Every time she reaches out, a shiver of pain shreds up her spine and she prays and curses God with each shallow breath. Her broken water now sickens her with the fragrance of herself mixing into mud and clay. This is what the care-worn world did to her, she sighs to herself. And twenty minutes pass like this, with this ebb and tide of pain and disgust, when Marina gravely thinks that this is not like before. Something is very wrong with this birth. Then she rolls her body over and begins to crawl on all fours.
Meanwhile, her boy Lachette scrambles, jumping over wheat and woodchuck ground mounds that trip up his frenzied run while he screams for Janaki. When Marina finally reaches their home and realizes this birth is going to happen whether she wants it or not, so she determines to reach her husband's bed in this rickety room and lays herself down long enough to begin the push so her new son can rip through her and out into a world where nothing is okay. And finally, the shack returns in failure. After what seems like hours of searching, Rena is now holding her newborn boy. And the blood leaving her soaks through the bed, dripping onto the wooden planks underneath. As the boy approaches his mother, his eyes bloodshot from crying and voice lost from screaming, he sees the woman is paler than the chalk she teaches him the Cyrillic alphabet with. Shashki, this poor brother, Stanislaw, you love him. Mama cannot. He needs you. Understand, Lashek. Your big brother need little brother. He won't know so you protect him, Lashekki. Understand. Lashek looks at his mother, puzzled, but nods when a cry racks his little frame, and he lunges into a hug that embraces her and his new little brother, together as a trinity of grief. They hold each other there as the sun sets, and the boy feels his mother's life gradually fall away into the ground below. Before her final breath, Marina looks down at her sons and smirks at her last chosen words, and she dies with slightly more contentment, knowing that those words were in English and that her boys will be American. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. She has to die. Really? Really? I mean, for realsies, I, that's not fair. And the boys, watch. Oh, that is so sad. Action Jackson, what would you do if your mom died in your arms? Crickets. Crickets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Me too. Definitely me too. I'd be feeling that. But why'd you say crickets? Crickets. No, I did not say crickets. Little Miss Prissy Pants. I say it's time you get the gum out your gumption and start to function. Little Miss Prissy Pants, this man. And when he says man, it is Action Jackson, a little small green toy soldier who is furying at Lucia. Action Jackson, that is no way to talk to a lady, and if Madame Papier were here to hear you, as she would say, P-H-E-W, and I may say that myself, P-H-E-W, and you, you should apologize at once and offer your kerchief to me. Little Miss Prissy Pants, 
I bow and salute your guard and leadership in this N-Den. And it is with pride I serve you in our fight for freedom. So little Miss Prissy Pants, please accept my bowing apology. Most plentifully gracious. Okay then, well that's a much more acceptable retort. And then I approve of your suffix pronunciations. Very clear, that's very good. That's actually very, very good. Well, if Madame Papier were to hear those pronouncements from your mouth, I'm sure she would put a, a good word in to Mr. N for you too. So thank you, Action Jackson. Happy to be of service, little Miss Prissy Pants. But Action... And then Action Jackson turns in her hand to face her face, but only after she's skipped him along the bed's metal frame. Little Miss Prissy Pants? I have one more order, or question, if you will, Mr. Jackson. At your service. Wondering if me be you and your men could make a plan for how to make a big man... Stop breathing. Yeah, I think you could do this for me, Action. Lil Miss Prissy Pants, are you sure you know what you're asking? I most indeed do, Mr. Jackson, and that is why Lil Miss Prissy Pants here knows that you are the man for the job, and all of your men. So... That being said by me's, do you comprehend, Mr. Jackson? Most indeed, Loomis Prissy Pants. Comprehended. We'll begin implementation soon. Like there was a ghost? A thud drops from above the metal room. It makes things quieter. And Lucia has never seen Action Jackson look so afraid. What the hell is... Shh. Is that Mr. N? Is he home, do you think? Shh. No. Lucia, be quiet. And then, with that, more dirt trickles with each thud on the ceiling, like a load of dirt being dropped from above. When Lucia drops the Green Army Man out of her hands and stands above her bed and jumps up to hit her ceiling, trying to answer the thuds, fists from above, and she answers those thuds with screams of, I'm down here, here, can you hear me, I'm here, I'm down here. The sky is blank, so it's very cold, and the snow on the ground is five months old. There are no horses' hooves being heard in Black River Falls, Wisconsin. The year is 1893, and though it's mighty cold outside, there's a fire raging inside the Rascolnovich family cabin.
one time there was this horse named Goldie and uh, Janeki. He just walked straight up to it with a shotgun to its head and ever since he's been prone to doing that. So I just thought that's something you should know. Okay. I was just wondering if we needed more onions in the stew. Those same thuds can be heard from below in the Raskolnovich brothers' kitchen with concern. The younger brother looks to his older and asks, You hear that, Leshek? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What is it? The floor's a-jumpin', what do you think we do? Gosh, shut the fuck up. But Janaki hungry like a motherfucker to break both our necks off? I can't be dealing with this right now, so veet, veet. And the brothers, who are now eleven and seven years old, bring out a pot of stew made from potatoes and horse with cream and some barley and sorrel that they set before their father who's slouching oblivious. The boys cringe in reflex, waiting for his response. But the man belches through eyes half-slit. Marina, you bitch. The only bitch I ever fuck. And you had to die, bitch. You are pulsely strong, but still weak woman. Fuck you, your fucking death. Now I live in hell with these sheets. These sheets nowhere. And sheets nowhere. These sheets nowhere. These sheets nowhere. And with that exclamation, he smashes the pot of stew away from himself with his right hand but it falls with all of its boiling contents over the younger brother Stanislaw, hitting him in the face with the complete weight of five gallons of scalding liquid. Meshach goes for his father's throat with an instinctual two-handed choke, and this sends Janeki back on the feet of his chair, making his head hit first into the wooden planks of the floor, and Janeki's face goes limp, and his eyes roll back into his head, while Leshek, sweating and off-balance atop his father, stares into those eyes, white and oblivious. Fuck a duck. Stan, Fuck a duck. you okay? Fuck a duck, it hurts. Fuck Stan, talk to me. Stan, talk to me. Fuck a duck, it hurts. Fuck a duck, it hurts. Stan. Fuck a duck, it hurts. Stan. Leshek grabs the quilt from over the old rocking chair and throws it over Stanislaw's face, trying to wipe away the scalding liquid and keep the burn as minimal on his face as flesh.
On top of her bed, Lucia jumps and shrieks, almost coughing blood from her screams. And with that cough, she throws red mucus up at her ceiling, up at anything that will hear her pleading, anything to be heard by the outside, to be heard by maybe the tiger eyes. Hey, I knows you can hear me. I knows you can hear me. She doesn't know that. Lucia, you can't do that now because they won't be taking any hostages. But you gotta help me help the others, Action Jackson. Hey, I know you can hear me. I know you can hear me. I know you know that I've been a good girl. I've been so good. Don't listen to what Mr. N says. I've been a good girl. I promise. I promise I won't tell Mr. N if you help me out. If you get us out of here. Dirt and rust continues to fall down from the ceiling, some getting into her mouth. She coughs the dust she inhales. Little Miss Prissy Pants, you're going to get us all killed. Now put me back in the box, stat. But I miss my mom and my dad so much, and... I know what he, t- what he tells them up there. I, he tells them that I'm a, that I'm bad, that I'm a I'm a bad girl, and that I'm gonna hurt them. Well, who tells them that if I'm okay? Who tells them if I'm good? So I have to try something. Action. Little Miss Prissy Pants. Hey, Tiger Eyes! I am not a bad girl. I am so very much a good girl, and I don't want you to ever hurt them, mom or dad or anyone. And I would just rather you made this all stop and hear me out that I'm a good girl. But the dirt continues to fall. Pace, that dirt falls on a coffin, being buried. Okay, so I don't know why no one is here to help me now, but I, I, I can do this. And if you are the tiger eyes and you hear me, just know that everyone else and everyone that's alive... You can just uh, eat me instead of them, okay? If you let me out, you can eat me instead of everyone else. The dirt continues to fall. Please. The dirt keeps falling. Please. Help me. The room begins to get hazy and red as the dirt storms her air like a dry steam and it leaves a film of forgotten over her tabletop and counters alike. The shoebox, and Action Jackson, and Lucia are all covered with a light film of rust. Black Falls Legacy is a career production. Written and performed by Jeremy Catterton. Music and audio production by Nicole Tollefson. Black Falls Legacy is produced in association with Elliot Eustace, Emily Maupin, Jeremy Maupin, and Brian McDonough. Thank you for your support, and if you enjoyed your time with us, please... Leave a review of our work on iTunes and subscribe to never miss an episode. And also, you may want to consider visiting our Patreon page for the opportunity to become a monthly supporter and receive exclusive episodes, unique content, 
and other goodies to be had.